away. Get back to church. It's an all-day thing I on Sunday, right? I had to at my house. And, and my friend, we just bought a house like a year ago. So, like, they knocked at the door. I'm like, oh, I'm an adult now. <laughs> I open up these, like, two, like, 12-year-old looking yeah. boys. And I look at them like, yeah, I'm sorry, guys. Like, reeking of weed and food. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sorry. And they didn't even try. They just walked away. <laughs> if they were older than 18, I'd show up naked. I'd be like, hey. <laughs> I knew Welcome a guy. Can you send? <laughs> one of my friend's parents, he was a nudist when we were growing up, and that's how he would answer the door for Jehovah's Witnesses. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, trust me, nobody wanted to see this man naked. He was <laughs> horrible. But he lived in like the boonies, and he would walk around his house naked all the time and everything. He was a weirdo. I mean, you might as well if you live in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, he was just weird. Um, trying to think. There was something I was going to say, and I just totally spaced it out. It's all good. We'll figure it I out. went through a breakup, so now we have to talk about it on the podcast. I love it. Yes. Yay. That's That was the last thing I remember. We document. Oh, so I'll have you. <laughs> so, so last time, did you hear our episode? Mm-hmm. I miss, his, messed up the name of his show, messed up your last name when we started. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Glacier, right? Glazer. Like Glazer. Like Blazer. Glazer. This he's is like, my he's the one Glazer. that glazes Glazer. the donuts. Glazer. Glazer. He's a Glazer. He's a Glazer. Like a... It's your job title. Like a glaze, like a glass blower is a glazer there you go. from Germany. Oh, okay. Yeah. Welcome back to I Wish I Was Dead podcast. Woo! Woo. We Figuratively got, speaking. Figuratively, of course. Speaking. Yes. Get all those people off my ass. <laughs> um, with you as always is Eric from IT. I'm Neil Merritt, your host. Um, we got a special treat for you today. Amanda Joyce is back in the house. Hey! <laughs> And Dave Glazer's back, Ooh. our relationship expert, dating expert. And go ahead and say your name of your podcast. <laughs> I don't screw it up like I did last time. Uh, I host the Be Lead, Be Real, Be Bold podcast for Authentic Dating in Denver. Perfect. And so we had Dave back. Dave, you've had some um, things change recently. Yeah, you're gonna. You want to talk about um, your? Ask me to air out all my dirty laundry here on yes, the spot. Yes, please. Don't worry, I we don't have that many listeners it. yet. <laughs> won't hear it. <laughs> uh, hopefully she's a fan. I mean, maybe Keep she listening. Really likes it. Yeah. She still listens to mine, apparently. Oh, okay. Oh. They all do. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the only 30 listeners that I have. Because they're like... They're... They, they want to know if you're going to bring them up. Yeah. Like, oh, and what did I do wrong, Dave? Tell me. Oh, I tell them on the day that it's over. I'm like, X, Y, Z, A, B, C. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I always end with, it's not you, it's me. Yeah. But I think in this most yeah. recent situation, I'll be like, it, it's not me, it's you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've done that a couple of times where I'm yeah. like, no, you're, you're just a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> it was definitely your fault. No hard feelings. On yeah. this. <laughs> and here are the reasons why. Right. <laughs> so, so you're now back in the single life. How is that treating you? Uh, you know, I always tell my, my community at the podcast to take time off after a relationship. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean if if your relationship lasted two months like the situation ship did. <laughs> um, <laughs> my favorite word. It's your new favorite word. Please define it, yeah. sir. <laughs> if I could define situation ship, it's like, well I don't know if we're in an exclusive relationship. We haven't defined the relationship yet, but we're sleeping together and you know it's more than just a booty call because we talked about yeah. friends with benefits mm-hmm. last time. It's more than that. Yeah. You you have feelings but you're just unsure. It's a situation ship. Yeah. Yeah, I feel I feel like that just sums up dating as a whole. You go from being in a situation ship to oh, we're living together now. Like <laughs> because nobody <laughs> wants to have that crucial conversation. Right. Right. Like nobody nobody these days has the will you be my boyfriend? 
conversation anymore. Not even like, hey, are we monogamous? Nobody I, talks about that. <laughs> I think in the I think in the context of today's modern dating, the conversation comes up and when it I just saw this yesterday. Uh Hey, do you want to go Instagram official or Facebook oh, official? Yeah. I think that's how people are asking yeah. to yes. be in a committed relationship now. It's like, hey, can we tell social media now? Yes. Eric, I don't think we've even done that. No, you haven't. He likes to avoid I'm very upset by it. Avoid the whole... No, but that's true because I had a cousin that got engaged. I didn't even know about it. Apparently, she's been engaged for like six months. Just made it Facebook official and I look like an ass. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, this is so great. I'm out of the loop completely. Yeah. I don't know if that's entirely on you. I mean, when... you got to call people and tell them. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, you can make say, an announcement. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, the Facebook status You're too is nice. such an important thing. I'd be yeah. like, listen here, bitch. Okay, We're who is this close. dude? Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a step cousin. Oh, okay. I've showed up to weddings and I'm like, I didn't even know you guys were dating. Yeah. Right! <laughs> oh, Who's this guy? <laughs> wedding was though because we started dating we moved from Detroit to the west side of Michigan and my whole family was in Detroit we started dating and moved to Arizona seven months later mm-hmm. <laughs> so by the time we got married which is like three years later nobody in my family had met him my husband met my entire mom's <coughs> side of the family at my great-grandmother's funeral oh wow <laughs> Well, that's the, it's like the best time to do an introduction, don't you think? Um, literally, in mass, at the funeral, when my grandmother turns around, she goes, Oh my god, it's so nice to finally meet you! I'm like, this is one for the record books. Yeah. You brought a plus one to a funeral? I did! <laughs> did he walk in and say, who died? Yeah. <laughs> everyone is so somber. Yeah. Like, is this Where, a funeral? Oh, and it was like opening day of Michigan State football. So we had to time everything so we could get back and watch the game. Truth. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a yeah. huge Michigan State, Michigan State fan. Okay, yes. I made that. Yeah, that you know, let's say Michigan. Yeah. 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 So, so he was like all pumped up, like listening to the radio on the way there, screaming, like, we're on the way to a funeral. Shut up. Okay. <laughs> Some pre-gaming. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we've derailed this. We had a, we had something set up here, people. Okay. I'm sorry, it's on my This is not me on Dave's podcast. This is Dave on mine. We've got to follow the itinerary. All right, we're going to follow the itinerary this time. <laughs> I go to yours to destroy it, okay? We're going to keep things orderly here. And I, I come here to uh, take a day off. Yes, exactly. 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 What were we talking about? We were talking about a situation. Situationship. Uh, Defining the relationship is not something that people are comfortable doing nowadays, but I believe that to be in alignment with myself and my standards and my expectations, um, I need to be clear about what my boundaries are. Like, are we sleeping together when we're not exclusive? Are we sleeping with other people when we're sleeping? You know, things like that. It's just... What do I want out of my life? Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to settle for anything less than that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So where do you have these? Like at what point did you have these conversations with your last situation ship? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I was completely transparent. Okay. When it was appropriate. You remember what we were talking about? Right. TMI? Yeah. Everything felt really natural in the first few weeks, month or whatever. And that's always a bummer too. Cause like sometimes like when I was in date, like in the dating realm or whatever, you like meet somebody and like you hit it off and you're like, yeah, this is going gangbusters. But mm-hmm. it's like a firecracker goes up, it explodes, and then, and then it, it all goes falls away. Down. Yeah. So like that's another thing that you gotta have to kind of navigate through the whole dating process is like, am I going too fast? And are 
if I am going too fast, are they on the same like wavelength as me? So we're yes. both going way too fast kind yeah. of thing. And that's what I was going to say because I've been in that situation before where I felt like we were both on the same page. Like we were firing all cylinders. We had a great sex life. We like really hit it off. We only saw each other every now and then because of our work schedules, but we had the conversation. I, I finally got to the point in my life where I decided I was not having sex if I was not in a monogamous relationship. And we had that conversation. Then he totally ghosted me. Oh. Like, after how many times of sleeping together? Twice. Okay. So he got what he wanted. And he, he got pleased. what he wanted and he went away. That yeah. sounds eerily familiar. Wow. <laughs> Do you have a situation where that's happened recently? <laughs> <laughs> Who have you ghosted, Dave? <laughs> that doesn't sound like you're being very real. No, no. <laughs> you gotta be a little bit but more bolt. real. But bolt. <laughs> right. I believe in my own BS so much. <laughs> That I will be real with everyone else but myself. There you go. Which is not taking ownership of your own personal responsibility. Yeah. No. And then I'll be bold and come share it here on the podcast. <laughs> so you have yours to do like all the good, right things. And then you come on here to just get all the And you're the like, yeah, no, I, didn't, I didn't do it. I didn't do it, guys. You know, I make, I make, 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 make mistakes all the time. Like, I'm failing forward every day. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's what the podcast is doing for me is like, it's me getting way outside my comfort zone. Mm-hmm getting me um, to show up vulnerably, which is one of my weakest... Okay, I had to understand it was a strength and not a weakness. So now I choose to show up vulnerably. Yeah. But that's not a realm for me to air out my shit. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we make jokes about it all the time here. And this really isn't either because we're kind of jackasses. You mm-hmm. know, so it's a comedy podcast. Well, we're, that's we think we're, we're funny. That's what we're going for. <laughs> but um, could argue, uh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe we're not that funny. So, <laughs> no, I laugh every time. But like, it's like... It ends. Well, it's like the, yeah, we do a lot of honesty and we do a lot of stuff like that too that's a little bit of the dirty laundry, but a lot of it's like over-exaggerated and stuff in some respects and some stories. Right. Um, but I, I know what you mean. Like, There's been a couple where I'm like, we finished, I'm like, we're going to need to go edit that part yeah. out right now. <laughs> that's a little too close to home. I don't know if I wanted to say that. For yeah, I shouldn't have said that about my mom and dad. <laughs> yep, I've... I've definitely done some of the same, for sure. Do you find that it's hard with, um, like, out meeting people or, like, dating people and having the podcast? Is it, like, a big... Literally just talking about that with my roommate before I left the apartment on my way over here. And he's like, okay, first of all, I went out with this girl, like, three times in the spring. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'd known each other a long time on social media and then finally matched on Bumble and then we were like... Are we gonna are we gonna do this? We've been flirting on Facebook for two years. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So we go out and uh, beautiful, smart, driven, career focused, etc. And she's like, Dave, I did listen to the podcast. It was too helpful. Oh. Like. <laughs> okay. Oh. If people are looking for entertainment, uh, you're gonna get entertainment on like a deep level. Mm-hmm. But it's not an entertainment podcast. It's educational. Right. On how to be authentic, vulnerable, transparent, and actually find the relationship of your dreams. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're not trying to be funny. I'm not funny. <laughs> you can be kind You're of funny. funny. <laughs> I mean, on my episode, you were funny. I, I think it's when I don't try. I'm like yeah. herpes, you know? <laughs> I get around and I just flare up, you know? <laughs> just when you think you got rid of me, here I am again, you know? <laughs> I keep trying to wash it off, and I've started it's using like a Brillo pad. It'll yeah. create a rash. And just don't. <laughs> and oh. So my daughter's really funny. She's incredibly funny. And oh, yeah? she's the yin to my yang. And I'll be... Di- I can't breathe. I'm laughing so hard when she says How old is your daughter? She's 17 this month. She oh, needs to wow. come on the show. We'll, yeah. we'll, t- we'll tone it down for her. 
I don't know if we could do that. I can't. I don't know. She listens to mine. I won't let her listen to you. Yeah, mine. Well, she is 17. She knows R-rated movies. Yeah, she's allowed. But I'm not gonna spoon feed my daughter. Yeah. Be like, come home. Like, here's the most inappropriate podcast: porn, movies. There you go, daughter. Have half. We have not had anyone from porn on here yet. Yes. Yet. <laughs> In a previous life, Neil. Yeah, previous previous life. Life. We're trying to get over. One of the four of us could well, have. I've been commenting have. on por- uh, Pornhub all day. You know? Come on my podcast. You are very talented. I like how you say that, Amanda. Did you make the... Did you intend to make that double entendre of come on my podcast? Oh, did you see you out? (laughs) Yeah, your daughter's not going to listen to this. Yeah, no, your daughter's not allowed here. Maybe another year. (laughs) Give it a year. I even had my teenage sister blocked from my social media. (laughs) I just, I'm so concerned because she's such a good girl. Like, she is the sweetest, doesn't do anything, a boy looked at me and I was offended type of girl. I'm like... Yeah, there's certain things you don't need to know your sister says. Yeah. Like, yeah, she can't listen to this either. Like, I, I'm really glad we didn't live in the same household right. and I wasn't, you know, a normal age difference between you because I would have ruined you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she's 15. Yeah. So now that Madison is 17 this month in two weeks, I think. That's a wow. cool name. Madison? Yeah. yeah. Oh, My yeah. best friend's That's in high school really cool name Madison. Now that she's 17, she's a senior in high school starting this month as well. I, don't, I meet women and they want kids and I'm like, really? Do I? That's a question I have to ask myself. Yeah, because you'd be starting all over. Starting again. all over 18 years later, at yeah. least because um, I w- don't want an unplanned pregnancy. Right. Yeah. You know, which is another reason why I won't have sex outside of a relationship right. is because I want to have a plan. You know, mm-hmm. like what do you want? What do I want? Let's let's collab. Let's literally design the ideal relationship for us. Right? Yeah. And, I mean, especially given that she is a, a senior in high school, you're literally starting from scratch. You're like about to be done. Out of the house, vamoose, done with you, go away. You want to have an infant? Yeah. <laughs> you're like, I remember not sleeping and that was not fun. And I want to take her to Greece next year and oh. I want to take a plus one. We want to take a cruise for her graduation, her 18th and my 40th. Amazing. Oh, really cool. And what if my plus one is pregnant at the time? It's like, yeah, that's not fun. well, ideally, I want this timeline, and it's never on my timeline, mm-hmm. it's with my partner, you know? So we're yeah. going to talk about it, we're going to plan out our lives so that it fits and it works with us professionally, personally, spiritually, emotionally, whatever. Mm-hmm. And if I'm taking my plus one on a, gri- on a Greece yeah. <laughs> yeah. cruise, then I don't want them to be pregnant at that time. So, okay, pregnant after that, now Madison's 20 and I'm... And like, now you have a new baby. It's and, another yeah. 38. So does anybody give you hell for planning that much? Because I Oh, have, yeah, absolutely. My friends are like, Dave, your boundaries are just way too strict. Yeah, because well. I, I'm a big planner. So I, I just turned 30. And we're, we've been married for four years. We have no plan to have children. Because I want to be able to travel with my spouse, to afford a nice dinner, not when we save for it, you know? And I, I tell everyone, you know, this child doesn't fit into my plans. I want to go to Europe in five years, so I would have to get pregnant in the next two, and I'm not ready to be pregnant in two. Yeah. And my family thinks my planning's crazy. No, I, I think it's perfect. Work, I so. get, oh, yeah. every day at work, people give me help for it. Like, I think you've set your intentions, like... Your intention was to be in a monogamous relationship, then have sex, and then you, uh, and your then intention was life. to get married. Yeah. And now your intention is to build that life, and in your plan with your husband, because you've communicated it, 
it doesn't include children, and that's totally okay. It just doesn't fit in. Everybody gives, especially women. I know guys don't get the talk all that often, but every oh, you figure it out. Oh, your money just suddenly makes no, it sorry, work. I've been broke no, for but years, like, yeah. like I, I can barely afford a date night, guys. You think I'm gonna have a kid? Yeah. They're <laughs> expensive. It's about it's about two hundred fifty thousand yeah. dollars to raise a child yes. before they hit college. And then you have college tuition that's just insane. I mean, yeah. don't get me started on my student loan debt. So, well, we all got the reverse salary that we were talking about. Well, this is really going downhill. The name of the show is I Wish I Was Dead. I, so I do wish I was please dead. Please talk more about your loan. <laughs> it's right in our subject matter. Even if I died, it wouldn't go away. So, yeah, somebody's got to take care of that. Yeah. Mary Rich. Right. right? You know, my husband told me he was a lawyer before we started dating. He lied, he only had a law degree. <laughs> oh, got it. It was a half truth. It was a half truth. <laughs> you know, my roommate and I were talking about this last night too, and um, it came up because you know, now that I'm single, I was swiping a little bit, and I'm like, yeah. literally, your job is is influencer marketing? No, no that's not a that's job. Not a job. Yeah. That's an income stream. Yeah. So your <laughs> yeah, your exactly. husband was was kind of embellishing yes. a little bit. Mm-hmm. I could totally be a lawyer if I wanted to be a lawyer because I have my law degree. Right. But I have no plans to, to take the bar. Or yeah, it's like Jason, take the bar. Yeah. Take no, the goddamn bar. No, we tried that. No, we're done taking the bar. It costs a lot of money. How much yeah, does it cost? So you have to take two tests. You have to take an ethics exam and then you take the actual bar, which is funny because lawyers taking an ethics exam. But it's a very like <laughs> yeah. gray area test. Like there's multiple right answers and he just never could study well for it. So he never got past oh, the ethics exam. Okay. And it costs about two hundred dollars for the ethics exam alone, and he's taken it like four or five times. Okay. So is I, there I, coaching out there available for him to? Yeah, and he did like online tutoring, and you know, it's well, it's, just it, like it's a pretty contentious fight. I don't feel like he ever took it very sure. seriously, but I was like, we're done now. Yeah, when we're not spending money on that anymore. Yeah, just like <laughs> online dating, online education is hit or miss. It is. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what do you call a hundred lawyers at the bottom of the ocean? A good why. start. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> See, you're funny, Dave. Yeah, right? You jokes. Oh my God, I've heard some of the worst jokes of all time this past week. It's amazing. So you had a divorce lawyer on, is that Yeah, uh, Kim West from When It's Not Forever. Okay. Spelled K-N-O-T. Oh, okay. uh, she came oh. and spent um, an hour talking to me about um, her story. She went through a divorce and then um, a friend of hers went through a divorce and she was helped. she a divorce attorney before she went she to divorce? She was a lawyer. She was uh, a lawyer. I don't think she was in family law, but mm. she definitely knows the ins and outs of the divorce process mm-hmm. after going through it and then realizing that there's nobody out there providing support for men and women going through no. a divorce. No. And she can help them with simple uh, like legal timeline, mm-hmm. but yeah. then also give the emp- emp- empathic advice on the, on the other end. So like yeah. the, the, the emotional support and that oh, kind absolutely. of stuff. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, she's got a great community of, of people and... Um, she's incredibly attractive, and yeah. um, I, I loved her energy on Instagram, which is why I hounded well, her for like a month to get her on the podcast. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet, so I want to watch it. Please but do. I have such a weird thing when it comes to like breakups and divorce because I was never married, but when I went through it after like a ten-year relationship, mm-hmm. it was the hardest thing I think I've ever done. In my you life. feel really alone, don't you? Yeah. You keep saying now what? Like yeah, I kept going. What do do now what am I supposed to do? Yeah. And it was so weird because it was like. I kept saying it over and over in my head. I didn't, there was like, well, we had this planned. Okay, yeah. now what? Yeah. Or yeah. I, I lived here. 
but now I live here. Now what? Yeah. yeah. And then, like for the first month, I remember I would drive back to the old house, like just not thinking about oh, it. Muscle memory. Oh, yeah. And I'd be like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. And then like assholes right fucking there in yeah. his you know window. Yeah. And so then like you, you just go through like this horrible like it took about two years to get completely over it. Sure. I think that's so, about about the right time. Yeah. So we were talking earlier about taking time off after a relationship, mm-hmm. and that's this is exactly why. So yeah. that. Um, my, my friends in this men's group that I go to, they're giving me a hard time for not being invested in this situationship that just ended. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I was completely invested in it. I was definitely, from my end, committed from day one. I'm like, I don't want to see anybody else. You're, you're yeah. showing up excellent. Mm-hmm. Your, your standards are where I want them to be. Our core values align. Um, you're gorgeous. You're fun. Mm-hmm. You're smart. You're driven. All these things. Um, lined up at the time. So I'm like, all right, well, I'm not seeing anybody else, but I didn't put any pressure on that at the beginning. And then when it ended, the boys are like, oh, well, Dave, you don't seem that upset about it. I'm like, well, guys, I mean, it only lasted two months. Yeah. Was I, was I planning out my future with her already in my head? No, not at all. I was present and engaged in conversation and actually putting in the effort and I, I saw the signs of stress coming on three weeks before we pulled the, uh, pulled the plug on it. So I was almost mentally preparing myself for that. Mm-hmm. Totally. Which, not saying that I had one foot out the door, but I was just getting the signs yeah, that you, it wasn't going to go any further. Yeah, you yeah. saw it coming. You weren't going to be surprised by it. Absolutely, well, because... And she just said I was funny. She didn't say I was extremely funny. Remember that text you sent me? So, yeah, so she clearly not the she one. had bad taste. <laughs> She's got a bad taste. Well, she bad dated, sense of humor. She dated humor. me for two months. How bad of taste we <laughs> No. Clearly she doesn't know humor. We're not going down that road. <laughs> You're better off, Dave. You know, but you know, to, to like speak for her, like she's not here. Oh, maybe, shut up. Maybe she saw like, hey, he doesn't really want kids, or we don't know if he wants kids moving forward, and she's a younger girl that might want children in uh-huh. her future. Did she want children? She did want children, and we uh, talked about that on our second date because um, she actually was initially attracted to me because of the way I talk about my daughter, mm-hmm. and that's why our values lined up. Is she's like, oh, Dave, Dave has family values. The way he talks about his daughter. I get that from him. Mm-hmm. And I've I've come to a conclusion about kids. If it were in my plan, um, I would not start over again. I would not have children. However, in order to have the dream relationship that I'm looking for, I need to think outside of that box mm-hmm. and actually those boundaries too. I, I need to think like to necessarily deserve and earn this woman that I want to spend my life with. Mm-hmm. Would I actually give her that pleasure, give her that dream? And the answer is yes. Like, Mm -hmm. if we talk about it and that's something that you crave and love and want, then I will definitely join you on that process Mm -hmm. and do it to the best of my ability. Um, And include Madison in that process and include my family in that process because I do have family values. And it doesn't really feel like it's in alignment with those values if I'm like, nope, no kids ever again. Mm-hmm. Well, Adoption is okay, and then <clears throat> you got right. Madison. She's seventeen. It's like a built-in babysitter. Oh Don't my gosh! Do that. I was the built-in <laughs> babysitter my entire life. You need it's to not have fair. Kid. It's <laughs> not fair. No, but what it is, it's the best form of. I think Madison, if she ever right? heard this, she just started to hate me. <laughs> right? She's like, so, fuck that guy. <laughs> my, so I'm the oldest of six. I'm the oldest of six from two separate families. 
So there's me. I'm I'm the original. You're Alice from the Brady Bunch. I am. Oh my god. I was am. Alice the kind oldest of. sister? No, she was the maid. Shit up. Uh. <laughs> I was the maid. But there's six kids. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. So, so you're the built-in babysitter. So I'm I'm the original. Then my mom had had two boys. So I'm 30. They're uh-huh. 24 and 22. Uh-huh. The second one was born on my eighth birthday. I'm very salty about oh, it. Oh, like stealing your thunder. Scheduled. That's Scheduled so, to be born. Yes. Oh, wow. That's oh. just brutal. No oh. wonder you don't want to have kids. Exactly. They <laughs> steal my damn birthday. <laughs> I give my mom hell about it to this day, mm-hmm. like daily. And then my dad had more. And that, I mean, my sister's 15. She's 15 years younger than me. Mm-hmm. So I was with my dad's kids a couple weeks a year. Mm-hmm. It was the best birth control in the world. Sure. Because they're kind of crazy. I love them to death. But they're insane. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want this. So well, maybe if you have a child, then Madison will hold off until after she's 30. <laughs> it's Maddie's life. You know, she's becoming 17 and she definitely has her own vision and I support her on it and I totally love that she actually has a vision now. And she's not a great student now, but I think when she gets to college, it'll improve because it's a different culture. Mm-hmm. Well, that's how I was. I was a shit student in high school and I went to college and I had all straight A's. Yeah. And if I want her to focus on school entirely, I cannot expect her to be a built-in babysitter. That's exactly. just not fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Absolutely. so <laughs> you're missing your opportunity. No, because like, I can see her right now flipping off yeah, the radio. No, but in honestly, a couple years when she hears this, not. No. There, <laughs> but when she's more mature and she's old enough, <laughs> she's like, there Fuck is that guy. something about being a, an older sister. Like women just inherently have some type of maternal instinct. So you do become very protective and wanting to be very involved in your lo- younger siblings' lives. So it, it would be like if you were constantly having her come over and take care of the kid, it would mm-hmm. be a distraction eventually. Absolutely. Yeah. And the time commitment. And she lives an hour away from me. Mm-hmm. So we have daddy-daughter dates every other Friday night where she picks the restaurant. Oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah. that's so sweet. And that's the time that she wants to give me right now because mm-hmm. she has her own social life. Yeah. And she's in marching band. So she's she's got her own thing. And... Um, I love her to death, and I know that she loves me too, but this is where she's at in her yeah. life right now. Yeah. What I, she I have play? to respect that. Uh, the third largest bass. <gasps> Amazing! She has the coolest practice drum at home. It's it's like vertical. Yeah. Yes. She, it's on a stand, yeah, but it's, it's just, only it's two drum one, pads yeah. uh, vertical on either side of the bass. So it's cool. pretty cool. We had um, uh, Daniel Battenhouse on, who was the founding member of the Fray, the founding bassist of the Fray on here, and he was telling me that, like, um, we talked on the phone after the episode and stuff and he like he always wanted to like get into the drums and stuff and he never could but like it's just amazing like how um when you start doing it at that young of an age how that like goes through everything else in your life if you're a musician like some of the stuff like everything that in his life revolves around music now in some respect or another Mm -hmm. and he's like um he's just got this really weird thing about how he can dissect music and that's what he's going to be doing his podcast on is dissecting music and getting down to it but mm-hmm. um he started off like in high school and then he got into the fray and then they kicked him out yeah. <laughs> but, I, i've met I mean, him actually uh he was a cab driver for a little bit yes oh! and i was in his cab and he was my lift driver <laughs> really yes <laughs> so funny. and then last night i that's gave my amazing. other lift driver my phone number again i don't even fucking know who it he was he makes friends with lift drivers that's all i do is yeah. just talk my head off with these people and they're like yeah. you like, wouldn't believe how often i give my business card out in the lift <laughs> I did that last night. He picked me up after the Broncos game when I took my cousin. This was in 05, maybe. Oh, okay. And um, I had known of him through my buddy Jeremy. They were friends growing up. Oh, okay. And I'm like, hey. Is your... I asked him, and he's like, yeah, that's me. Yeah. And 
It's crazy. Small world, isn't it? Denver well, is a small town. It is yeah. a very small and town. Which means when you're dating out there. I know. Keep seriously. your side of the street clean. Yeah. Yes. Jessica tells me that all the time. No, that's, Absolutely. That's Especially with social media these days. I mean, if you <laughs> fuck over somebody, it's going to be all over the world. Like, yeah. this man did me dirty. Nobody hit on him at the bar. Like, <laughs> I've seen it happen. <laughs> and going back to the, like being really upset, I think you just touched on something. There mm-hmm. is like, I'm not, uh, I'm not mad at her at all for anything that happened in the relationship. I was just really very objective, mm-hmm. and maybe that's why my guy friends are giving me such a hard time. Is like, Dave, you have no feelings. You're too objective. I'm mm-hmm. like, but you have to be realistic when well, you're wait, getting you, to know somebody. Your situationship was two months long. Yeah. Okay, there would be something wrong with you if you were totally broken after two months, is my opinion. That's how I feel, too. Because I've dated people for like six months and been the same way. I'm yeah. just going, like, well, whatever, that's over. Conversely, the, the relationship yeah. that got the podcast experience going was three months long, and I was devastated. But it's the person, though, it too. Is person. It is the person. Like, because my ex, um, he can fuck off and die. <laughs> to this day, I still am like, you go to hell. Like, it, it's sure. weird how that feeling goes... Yeah. From so such positive to such negative. Yeah, instantly, right? But when you're with somebody for yeah. that long and you think of all the shit that happened and you're like, no, this was not my fault. Like, you yeah. know. And that whole entire time, like eight fucking years. Well, it I, was I'm, you. I'm yeah, it was totally mad. you. And when I left, I was like, you can fuck off and die. <laughs> we're like I'm there. still mad about the one guy that I was with before my now oh, yeah. husband. I was like, it makes me mad. I'm like, he just disappeared. Like We talk I, about I, it all the time. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I thought it was so great. And he just literally yeah. disappeared like if that, I'm still mad about if it if that were the reason why things ended I would be a little bit more upset but no like our communication was excellent yeah. because our values were aligned mm-hmm. and I had told her my intentions the whole time like okay uh, I want an exclusive relationship I won't sleep together until we're in a relationship and where are you at on that if our if we weren't in alignment at that point like four dates in then we probably would have decided at that time but she told me I'm, I'm on board with that. That's exactly what I want, too. Yeah. We were taking our time getting there, and then at that two-month mark, or right around that, I'm like, hey, we've slept together three times. I just want to clarify that this is my boundary. Where are you at on that? She's like, I can't. Oh. And oh. I'm not ready. And I'm like, oh, well, I thought we had talked about that thought before we, we slept together, right. so I don't want to assume that we're in a relationship just because we hooked up and slept together three times but this is why I'm asking a clarifying question because I'm getting signs from the other side that like you're backing off and Mm -hmm. you're backing off and you're backing off and instead of just like lashing on and grasping and like anxiously holding on to the dream and the hope Mm -hmm. I'm just gonna ask the question of like Mm -hmm. hey this is what I'm getting this is what I'm feeling and this is where I want to be don't you kind of lose attraction for somebody too like if you're moving this way and you're wanting to get more and more serious and then you ask that question and they're like well I don't know. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, it's not... It's like, who have I been with this I'm, whole time? Right. And like, who have you been with when we haven't been around? And yeah, then you're like, why am I thinking about this? Then we're done. <laughs> like, and now your mind is starting really to spiral and ruminate. Yeah, yeah. And then you're like, I don't need to... Like, I, I'm 37 years old. I don't need to right. deal with this shit. Right. I'm out. You so know? Here's what, That's how I would be. Yeah. Here's what yeah. happens when... Um, hear that, Eric? <laughs> <laughs> here's what no, happens when, back, you, Eric. When, you, when you ask for the commitment and they're they're backpedaling a little mm-hmm. bit. You're like, okay, 
I've told you where I'm at the whole time. Were you actually honest and upfront and authentic with me the whole time? Right. Yeah. And that's why I have the fucking podcast is because right. yeah. I want to teach people that that's not okay behavior. It's not. Because you're dealing with another human being and you're you're basically railroading them and you're stomping all over them. It's like, almost like a victim. You victimize people and yes. like messing and with their head and their heart. Gonna, I'm certainly not going to become the victim because of it. I'm going to look at it realistically authentically objectively and be like oh well, we weren't on the same page anymore but i do understand that you misled you me, me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you, you lied bitch i wouldn't lie. call it a lie no i don't I but it's no, definitely but, misleading but they, yourself yeah. or the other person but yeah. they also might not have realized that themselves like at the time when you had that conversation like yeah i'm totally uh-huh. in it and then something changed yeah, for them absolutely. and they just didn't tell you when it changed and that's why i'm not that upset about it yeah. because like i'm a compassionate person with grace for other people, especially mm-hmm. the people I date, because there's a reason why I was dating you in the first place, right? Mm-hmm. right? I truly had, um, my guys were also giving me a hard time about this love thing. I had romantic love for her, Eros love, like mm-hmm. that, that mm-hmm. initial phase of level of intimacy is what we're talking mm-hmm. about here, mm-hmm. where it's like happy-go-lucky all the time and you're ecstatic to spend time with Everyone's them. Everyone's favorite part of the relationship. Uh-huh. Yeah, you got the, the rainbows and butterflies. Yeah. And Eric and I never had that. And... <laughs> Like <laughs> a charm shooting out of the unicorns. Right. Come on, I gotta be the smart ass here, okay? It's my show. Like, oh, really? Eric, tell me how you feel about that. Um, Go ahead, it's alright. And that's alright, that's alright. You, you wanna ditch work to have sex with them in the middle of the day. You wanna, like, everything's amazing. Well, you also have to have boundaries around that, too, and yes. respect the other person's boundaries that they're not gonna take a nooner. Yeah. Um, with Nooners you, are great. Uh, when you live an hour apart. Well, so yeah. what I was going to say, <laughs> it's a little right. harder. I'm going to take a three-hour lunch break today, boss, because I need to get a nooner, and it's an hour away, so an hour each way. So, and, uh, it's just, and we're it's not okay. into the motel sex halfway. Ew, no, not yet. Not okay. Hmm. So I had, I had the much. that love, you know, like yeah. the, the my heart's beating faster, and I'm excited to see you weekly. Mm-hmm. However, I'm not racing to that second level of intimacy now that I've come to understand what that is and that's that comfort zone and mm-hmm. where your boyfriend girlfriend and you're just like kind of taking your foot off of the gas pedal mm-hmm. so on our on our what 12th date 14th date i stopped counting but it was for my birthday oh um i wanted to do a check-in and i'm like having a good time and and sharing a bottle of wine and i said something and she's like well i just feel really comfortable and i can be myself with you like that's great that's awesome. that's awesome so we slept together for the first time that night because it was a go sign that's a yeah. that's yeah. like a i'm all in kind ding, of a ding, sign ding, ding, ding. Boom. yeah and i got excited but i'm still <laughs> i'm still not racing to that second level of intimacy because right. i yeah. know what that does to the fuel on the fire mm-hmm. it takes it away and it's just like it, it dissipates and i don't want that mm-hmm. so i'm going to enjoy the ride i'm going to be present mm-hmm. and then actually become intimate with you to did it take some of the fire away after you saw No, absolutely not. Like yeah. on my side, I mean, like I was even more interested and invested in feeling more of that romantic love. However, I could still objectively see the end coming because of the stress at work on her side and mm. uh, pulling back and not mm. texting as often, which is fine. Like mm-hmm. I have really healthy boundaries around when to text, how much to text and what to do over text. We're not going deep conversation right. with text. Yeah. This is very surface level stuff so that we don't miscommunicate at all. Uh, we never said the L word. We never said I love you. <laughs> that was a little bit different with the story I was telling you right <laughs> yeah, after. Yeah, right? Yeah. Exactly. Where we went out once and uh, the next day I she's like, I love you. you. And I'm like, wait, what? You don't even know like, me. Well, yeah. 
I mean, I put myself out there. Like, I'm totally transparent, not in a TMI way. But I'm like, wait, can I clarify? Like, are we like a love ya kind of a love? Or are you talking, I love you? I love you. Like, all of a sudden, we are boyfriend and girlfriend, fully committed. But wait. And to clarify for the audience, I'm talking about two different women here. Like, the situationship ended, and then I just happened to meet somebody in person through a friend. I'm like, wow, you're, you're. Gorgeous, and you're giving me vibe, and then we exchange numbers, and then I find out you're single, and then we went out on a breakfast date. We're talking about two different women. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. I like if I like somebody a lot or something, and let's say you, you meet and you really jive, and the next day like that, oh, I like it. Sometimes will slip where you're just like, I love you, that's awesome, and then you're yeah. like, wait a minute, like I've done it to people at work that have done a good say. job. <laughs> I actually <laughs> said it to people. I'm like, I love, I you, love you so much right now, and then everybody like stops and looks at me, and I'm like, not like that, you know. But it's I, contextual, right? Yeah, like, yeah no, but it's yeah. like, yeah, but like you gotta pay attention. And, God, I love you. Because if they're like, I love you oh. so much, and you're like, like whoa, it's whoa, been whoa, red flag, red flag. Yeah, this <laughs> this is our. This is our first text conversation after our first oh, date. Ah, yeah, I, okay, I'm, I'm embellishing. It was maybe our third text conversation but after our first still, date. Ooh. And it all comes back to setting your intentions. She knows my intentions, the, the new girl. Yeah. She knows my intentions are to have an exclusive relationship, not to have sex before we're in a relationship. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I talked about it in front of our mutual friends. Yeah. My friends wanted to know why she the situation... She just wanted to get you in the sack. She just wanted to say, I love it was you a, to get you in bed. It was a conquest thing? <laughs> yes. And I can recognize that because I'm objectively looking at where's my life right now? What do I want for it? What are my intentions and what are my boundaries? But what it are all my expectations too? up to monogamy. It doesn't start right then and there. No. You've got to earn that way up there. If you start go like, look, we this is our first date. I want a long-term relationship. You want a long-term relationship. I want to like, be cut everything in the off. next year. Let's We're move in. Like, free. Yeah. No, that's fucking insane. Yeah. And so, like, somebody, we don't know each other, right? Exactly. Like, you could be like Jeffrey Dahmer. Or well, now that he was gay, um, you could be like Ted Bundy or <laughs> you something, could and they with don't your know. Mouth open. You could cut oh, your God. toenails on the couch. You could like a million things. Well, that could yeah. you, did, you dated somebody for ten years, and they ended up being a, the exact opposite person from what you yes. thought right. they were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he was, was a narcissist, right? Oh, big time. And then it was like it was. So weird because it was like you wake up one day and that person's not the person that you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's and a switch, right? Like that. It's like all of a sudden you're just realizing. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. So here's what I want to, here's what I'm on the pursuit of finding out. Do I have my blinders on the whole time or are they misrepresenting yeah. themselves the whole time? Right. And that's why I have the podcast. Yeah. And mine, I, it was, I was being misrepresented too. Yes. <laughs> so like this person made totally look what you just said. All of the right language, all of the yes, I'm into this, all, and then one day waking up and it's like, wait, what the, like, totally was a lie. You Mm -hmm. were a total con artist. Mm -hmm. And And that's, that's a narcissist to a T. After 10 fucking years, you have acted for 10 fucking years. Oh my God. How much anxiousness and, and angst was he feeling that because right. he knew that he was lying. Well, right. but, how do you live your life that you, way you for 10 you years? Can't. You can't. But for like two years, it was noticeable because everything I did was wrong. Yeah. And so, but then just like, why would you stay with that? But everything I did wrong until it got to that point there. I was like, oh, okay, like I'll be nice now. And then you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. Oh, oh okay, yeah. I'll be nice now. It was like a big old it, roller coaster. Yeah, it's like abusive. I've been in one of those. Like, yeah. oh, you're, you're right. I'm, I'm crazy. Yeah, I should go take my Prozac now. It took I'm, me two- I'm a bitch. I'm, I'm awful. You're, you tell yourself that and you're yeah. fine with it. And then one day you just wake up. You're like, 
It took what am I doing? two yeah, years yeah. for me to find, to get a concept of reality again. Yeah. yeah. Like I was at the end of it. I remember like, it was like a week after it happened. I didn't know which way was up. Everything I said was wrong. Like, and it's two years. You finally like, wait a minute. I am a human being. Mm-hmm. This is reality to everybody else. It's reality oh, yeah. to I you. I was so confused so. after that relationship yeah. of like anybody that gave me any type of attention. I was like, oh, that, that you don't don't really mean it. Like you're yeah. you're just trying to get something from me. Like I'm not a valuable person. Well, I felt that for and I was horrible when I'd go out. I was so I was bad. So bad. What do you mean? Because I had no okay. value of myself. Somebody was nice to me at a bar. I was like, you want to make out? Yes. That's exactly. like that kind of shit. Like you're just a fucking mess. Yes. Because <laughs> it was I, bad. I had, I had no self-value. Actually, what happened was, like, so I went out, forced myself to go out for a while, and then that, it was a nightmare every time I went out. So then I stopped going out completely, mm-hmm. and just, I moved to South Denver, mm-hmm. and then I lived, went to work, went home, and just kind of got my head together, quit drinking, started working out, which, that's all out the window now. <laughs> <laughs> No, but, like, and then just got my head on straight, and then, after a while, I just started being me again uh-huh. but you can't go it out takes time you can't go jumping on dates all r- right away no. it's for if you're in a long long-term relationship and then it ends you gotta like stay home get your head on straight and then go back out you do so yeah i mean it wasn't until i met jason and he actually paid attention to me he texted me he asked me on dates i was like oh oh somebody actually likes me and values me like this is weird did you have to spend some time re re kind of uh, reaffirming that that was true and you weren't yeah. just um, maybe bringing your past into the yeah, relationship. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would ask him That's all the time. That's another thing too, yeah. I would ask him all the time, like, are you sure? You know, girls would be like, do you really love me? Like, yeah. are you sure? And I would act out in, in ways and like see if he would stick around and he did. Those are called shit tests. And yes. for the audience, <laughs> you cannot give other people shit tests. No. No matter what they do in response, they're going to fail. Yes. Right? Because in your mind, in your mind for a while, you're like, oh, I gave him a test and he didn't pass. Right. Yeah. And he's not, he's not the guy I thought he was. Uh-huh. And But you do that to anyone else and they'll have the same response. Like, you're a bitch. Yes. Fucking stop. Exactly. Yeah. And he still stuck yeah. around. Yeah, I shit definitely test. did not stand for the shit test. And, mm-hmm. and I saw a couple of them um, that, I, that I asked about. I definitely addressed it. Not shit. in a gaslighting kind of a way where you're like, just like throwing them under the bus. Like, right. hey, this is, this is what I'm seeing. Tell me a little bit more. I like to think of the philosophy of understand to be understood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if I'm feeling misunderstood, then I need to understand where the other person is coming from before I share what my feelings are. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So I was I was definitely needing to understand a little bit more. Okay, why did you make that decision that night when I thought this and you thought something different? Why are we on different pages? Right about dinner plans or something like that. Yeah, why did you go off the fucking crazy train on me? You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I thought we were meeting here and doing this and you're actually over here with friends yeah. and now it's like... I'm Which is totally you. okay as long as That's we're right, communicating. As long as you're communicating, yeah. right. Yeah. But like to not have that communication, you're like, okay, like what's going on with you right now? Sure. <laughs> did that previous relationship like prevent you from having friendships and like yep. tell you where to be, oh, yeah. when yeah. to be yeah. home? No, you can't spend time with them. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that's really hard to overcome, isn't it? It is. It is. I mean, and it was it was abusive like to the max. Like to be completely um, transparent, he ended up um, being a heroin addict. Um, he became a heroin addict while what we were together. Catch. I know. <laughs> I have great boyfriends. Um, it was just the one that was bad, to be clear. <laughs> but um, so it was just an absolutely abusive relationship. He had my car 
so I couldn't go anywhere. He would hang out with his friends mm. and make out with a girl that drove him places, and I had to be okay with it. Like, it was crazy. I am not the person that gets into that relationship. So when you finally have that light bulb moment, you're like, what am I doing? Like, why am I here? Yeah. You don't But you're slowly groomed into that position. Though. You are. Yeah, it's not a one-day yes. thing. But you can feel that control kind of putting a lot of pressure on, on your chest and on your, it's a weight on your shoulders. And mm -hmm. like, I want people to understand that that's tuning into your intuition. Right. Like mm -hmm. when we're, you asked me how many drinks on a first date is appropriate. Well, one to two, so that you don't numb your intuition so you can see those things coming. Exactly. And happening. And one of the things that I've learned um, in all of my growth ever since that catalyst event, that relationship that mm -hmm. I did that spawned all of this process and this journey for me was like the next one is not going to be exactly like the last one mm -hmm. and jason proved that correct right even though you couldn't believe it yeah no it was really weird <laughs> somebody actually wants to hang out with me mm -hmm. what? lucky you and you you were caught in that very young too mm -hmm. like you were in your early 20s when you had yeah. a controlling manipulative possessive person owning everything you did and that's not okay right because it all of a sudden becomes your entire identity and nobody wanted to be around me because they didn't want to be around him. So I lost all of my friends. And it, it took a long time for me to finally get out of it. Mm -hmm. And then to deal with the aftermath of <laughs> How long were you with him? Um, you know, we were off and on in a lot of gray area. But I think we were together for like two or three years. Uh -huh. Oh, so that's still a long So it's still a situation shift with Were that you area. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, yeah, I guess. I wasn't sleeping at my parents' house. I was sleeping at his house. But we uh, weren't actually living together. Oh, uh, so okay. okay. it was just a lot of hmm. togetherness and hiding from people and literally just getting drunk every day. Yeah. No. Well. So yeah. what were you about to say? Um, you were rebelling afterwards? Yeah. What, what, what yeah. was going on in, oh, I in went, your world at that time? So I had just turned 21. <laughs> so we were together-ish from like 21 to 22. I was like, I'm not committed to him, whatever. He can think I'm his girlfriend, but I'm going to do what I want. And So I was going out every night. I never paid a single bar tab. I was such a good drinker. <laughs> Congratulations. You were a pro. Um, that's because I was a bra specialist to Victoria's Secret at the time. So the easiest way to get a drink is, hey, I work at Victoria's Secret. What do you do? Like free drinks all day long. <laughs> um, so I was drinking a lot, and I did, I did end up sleeping around quite a bit. Um, and it wasn't until I like realized what I was doing, and then I set that boundary for myself, and then got into my little situationship, and then I met my husband. Hmm. And I packed it up. I was done. So you're saying there's hope still. <laughs> there's hope for everybody. Yes. <laughs> if you're with somebody that you don't like, get out of it. Yeah. Like, there's no sense in being miserable. Because with my ex, I didn't like him for the last two years. At and all. don't fool yourself into thinking you love that person no. when your gut is telling you the opposite. Right. Or even that people can fundamentally change. Oh, absolutely. I hope that they change. Yeah. I hope that they grow along with you. But if they start to um, decline, right. uh, I have like nine levels of mental health that, mm -hmm. um, optimal mental health that I like to, um, tune into. These are like personal body check-ins for me and mental and emotional health check-ins for me. Mm -hmm. I, I'm sorry. I pulled out my phone. There's a, there's a book out there that I read. It's true crime, but it's everything that we've been talking about. 
and I don't know if you guys know this or not, so I'm trying to pull it up on my Audible because I listen to. Are you it. trying to train wreck your own podcast? Yeah, oh, I am. Is. I am. Yeah. No, but it's relating to what we're saying. It's relating to what we're saying. So where here's the thing: when where you when you have it? an office across from Neil on the daily, you learn how to tune him out. So right. just continue with our conversation until he knows. It's just you and me in the room. <laughs> it's just me and you, bud. Okay, it's called Fatal Charm. No, I don't want to listen to it. The shocking true story of serial serial wife killer Randy Roth. Wow. Mm. And so everything that we've been talking about, he used to do that to women. So this guy would meet these women and then Oh so <laughs> and it's playing on the speaker and now that and it's going on the Damn it. You are a pro. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, we can cut all that out. So <laughs> There's an edit button for a reason. Um but he, Which is why this episode will only be eight minutes long. Yeah. More, more like four. But um, Actually, this has a lot more value than our last one, I think. I think so, too, actually. We're getting into some, some, some heavy shit. Yeah. yeah. I, I hate small talk. Like, even when you jumped into the lift that night, we went straight into, like, I don't who do it, are though. you? Yeah, I don't really small talk. I, I just, can't do it. It's so emotionally draining. I'm, like, the first yeah. person that will bring up the most embarrassing thing about themselves. It's, it's like, so emotionally draining because here. I feel like I'm walking on eggshells. Like, what can I small talk with you? Oh, that's why like, I hate networking events. Yeah, like, oh my I, God, I can't talk about politics. Like, oh, I can't talk about, like, anything real. Like, let's just, how's business today? And, hey, have you picked up any weird riders lately? And the weather lately is so great. Like, I, I'm sick of it. No, yeah. tell me about yourself. Who'd you vote for? I'll tell you why you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that is very nice. <laughs> so, I, uh... I, I don't get political. I've definitely... I've definitely learned uh, better conversation skills uh, being a lift driver. You know, yeah. that's oh, just I what I do yeah. for cash flow and I yeah. want to go to Greece next year so I'm earning extra money, right? You got that five-star rating. I hope. But that's how Neil and I met and I judge the conversation or I, I prepare the conversation based on how long that's going to be. Mm-hmm. And I do smart, start with small talk because that's an appropriate conversation mm-hmm. um, starter. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to like... I can't do <laughs> no, the you can't voting do that. thing right, the second, the second oh, yeah. sentence out of my mouth. Yeah, that would be fun. Hey, how's it going? Where are you headed? Unless you disagree yeah. with whatever they say, and you just take your opinion and throw it out the window. It's <laughs> so, trying to make a good impression. And so dating is very similar. Like, you're not going out on the first date just airing out all your dirty laundry. We talked about that before yeah. as TMI. Mm-hmm. But you do kind of grow into the more real topics. Right. And if it doesn't get to that point, then you're going to have to tune into your gut and just say, you know what, this, is, this, this, isn't, isn't. this isn't what I'm looking for mm-hmm. because I'm not going deep enough with myself or yeah. with you unless your intentions are simply just to casually date, which is totally okay. Yeah. yeah, but you have to be clear about that with everybody you come across. Very much so. I'm not into that at all. I was never a casual. I can't do it. It's just like small talk. Yeah. It's emotionally exhausting. Like I want to get to know a person, focus on if that we're person, dating, we're dating. and go for it. But like... Yeah. Going and do, doing like first dates, a bunch of first dates with a bunch of people, like well, shoot me in the fucking face. I hate oh, first dates. It's horrible. They're awful. I mean, even even Jason and I had a bad first date. <laughs> we did, we hung out for a while, yeah, and then we finally went on a date. Yeah. and he took me to a restaurant that wasn't good, <laughs> and he ordered edamame. <laughs> I'm like, who orders this on a date? I'm just like, food? yeah, yeah. Like, chomp on edamame, like pull it through my teeth while we're talking. Well, maybe that's why he's like. <laughs> Her pull the edamame. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Did you have an or- Did 
he wanted to find out if you have an oral fixation Apparently. and how good you were at it. <laughs> right. I mean, that, that doesn't sound like Jason because he sounds really authentic. And he did show up and he earned your trust and you were able to go deeper yeah. and share with him who you actually were. Yeah. And it turned into a marriage. It was, it was the after date that was better than the actual date. We both admitted that this was awkward. Did you guys hook up on the first date? No. Oh, okay. No. It, I thought you meant that's what you meant by after date. No, like, because we went out to a bar afterwards. Like, we kind of, like, shook off the work okay. on a first date thing, and now right. we're just hanging out. Like, we have a couple times before, so the after date was better. Awesome. Yeah. So start slow, finish strong. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do I do the opposite in my sex life. <laughs> <laughs> that actually finish is fast. a good idea. He's <laughs> one of the minute men. You're like, okay, you got to. Appointment in twenty minutes. How long are you gonna take? So you guys blew off my whole Randy Roth wife killer thing. We well, did. It was, it was, <laughs> it's such a good story, though. Well, let's talk about it next. We're week. not a true crime yeah. podcast here. We're, I always uh, throw it in. I know you. Do. But what he did to the women is he was a narcissist and uh-huh. he'd trade them and get them away from their family and all sorts of stuff and throw them off a cliff. Yep, sociopaths are definitely so sociopaths, narcissists, and psych, uh, psychotics um, are about five percent of the population. And that's um, a good thing that like it's measurable. Yeah. However, you can't recognize them. No, like, they're yeah. so good at their craft, they and are. it's all so natural to them because they just cannot. But control not their all of them are killers, though. That's why no. I'm saying like you will date one and be like, got it. But you'll still feel yeah. like a victim. Yeah, yeah. you do. No like, matter yeah. what, mm-hmm. you're like, so. I never saw this coming. And there's this fantastic research being done on the drama triangle: the perpetrator, drama. victim, and then um, I think it's called. The enabler or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm preparing to have an expert psychologist doctorate type woman who comes on and she's a big fan of the drama triangle. So oh, cool. uh, we're going cool. to explore that on the podcast very, very soon. Um, because she's so such an expert, her schedule is pretty full. So it'd be, it's hard for us to coordinate the schedules, but that's why it's there is to educate, educate everybody who wants to learn more about themselves so that they can have a better relationship, whatever level of relationship yeah. they're in. No, I mean, it is, like I said this last time, but it is a really, I mean, it's very educational. And the last stuff you, you guys talk about, it's perfect for someone, even if you're in a relationship, mm-hmm. like listening to how two people interact with each other and like noticing, oh, this could be an issue. Yeah. Or this could not be good. I haven't let Eric listen to it yet because I don't want him to break up with me. But Eric will just like, leave. Uh, <laughs> I figured it out. <laughs> He's like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You <laughs> There's red flags it. everywhere in this thing. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm getting the fuck out. out here. You didn't let him listen to your episode on my podcast? God, no. Well, he was a little hungover that day. <laughs> <laughs> you know it doesn't go anywhere. That's the beauty of your podcast. It's like, no, oh, it's I know. it doesn't expire. Hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he doesn't <know> <laughs> He's the tech side of this podcast. Yeah. I think he knows. He's pretty good at what he does. He knows how ridiculous Neil is. He doesn't need to listen to more of it. That's true. And he's seen the tuxedo t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got a new one. You did? Yes. It's blue. Okay. It's like uh, it's Dumb and Dumber. Dumber color? Yeah. That's, and that's the name amazing. of it. So I got it. So I was like, and I was thinking too, I was like, you know, I know Dave said he didn't, he never wanted to have me back, but <laughs> you do have a we got to talk because I was like, we should, you should start off like a regular, the next one, you should start off like a regular podcast and I bust in like, and you're like, get the hell out of here. <laughs> uh, I want you to bust in like, um, like Lloyd Christmas does down the, down the ramp to the airport. Uh, to the airline he's like yeah. it's okay I'm a limo driver that's how much of a train wreck you I love it every Perfect. single time goodbye my love <laughs> 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 to the car 
I mean, it's my favorite part. Fucking classic. Yeah. That movie is the best movie, one of the best movies ever made. For um, sure. That one, and then the, what was the other one that we were talking about the other day, comedy-wise? Oh, I can't remember. We were doing, we did a whole um, John Waters watch-a-thon a couple weeks ago. Do you know John Waters? Is he the director or the writer? Yeah. He's like the king of puke or whatever. Okay. Like, yeah. He's like the filth. No. Okay. Watch Pink Flamingos. I'm good. It, it's disgusting. Yeah. Okay. So, I'm but good. it's like, so well, I was like, we we're, so we're trying to be a mix between John Waters and Drop Dead Gorgeous, the movie. <laughs> like bringing this <laughs> two together. Drop Dead Gorgeous was it. I love so that. So like, that's, that's the whole purpose that we're going for right now, but. I don't know if you heard the last one we talked about Gigi Allen. Ugh. Amanda and I did on our last He episode. was just so gung-ho about having it on an episode. I just let him do it. It's just, oh, don't, she hated don't it. listen to it. Don't listen to no, it. It's, it's pretty gross. Time it's gross. No, it's gross. Okay. I am not I came across a horrible documentary <laughs> online. I took notes and I had to stop it a couple times because it was so bad. And then I had to tell Amanda all about it's it. It's bad. And you recorded it. And, we and you shared it with your five listeners. Yes, all five. I think we're up to six now. Okay, six. Because I listened today. And yes. that's... There's that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, you and my mom. So <laughs> <laughs> My mom doesn't listen to my podcast. I don't think my mom wants to. She just wants to make sure I'm not saying anything bad about that's her or the family. family. <laughs> my mom thinks all of our episodes are too long. She doesn't have time for it. Yeah, I, I asked a, a loyal listener in Kansas City. She's a good friend of mine. She joins us on the three-day social media cleanses most oh, okay. weekends. And I asked her, I'm like, hey, have you been keeping up with the podcast? And she's like, oh my gosh, they're so long. I'm like, well, today's episode on long-distance relationships is only 10 minutes. She's like... Oh, perfect. I got time for that. So then we, we started putting out mini episodes on Fridays just to kind of um, give that listener who only has 10 to 15 minutes um, something to listen to. So to, uh, define the relationship, yeah. too much information, long distance relationships. Um, what are some of the other? Now we're, now we're actually going through the Enneagram. So when you come back on the podcast, Neil... I'd request that you take the Enneagram first. I have and taken then, it, but I gotta take it again because I forgot to write it down. Right. Yeah, take the take the test. It takes ten to fifteen minutes. And then when you come back on, I'll slide you into the mini series for your personality type. Oh, okay. And you'll share with me what your kind of perspective is on yourself. Okay. Dave, thanks for coming back. I appreciate it. Appreciate it's always my you. pleasure. Um and it was Amanda. Great meeting you. Yeah. Thank you, Amanda. Yeah. And Amanda being here, thank you. Of course. And thanks, Eric. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thanks, babe. You get your thank you afterwards. You um, just showered. Yeah. <laughs> We're ready to go. And with that, if <laughs> this is kind of a weird uh, segue, <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you Everybody are, knows what you're doing after. This episode wasn't awkward enough until <laughs> the just end. Then. Yeah. Well, it's gonna get worse. Watch. Um, if you are thinking about also, committing suicide, please call 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-8255. We're ending it now, so there's no more awkward shit on here. Bye, everybody. Bye.